Welcome to The Exemplar, a podcast dedicated to exploring the thoughts, stories, and events that define our lives. From everyday moments to life-changing experiences, we all have a story to tell. So join us as we explore what it means to learn, grow, and change. For my third podcast, I met with Colin Gregory, part owner of Graysbot Visuals, a company that specializes in cinematography and photography for commercial projects. Initially, the conversation revolved around personal responsibility. And while that's the overarching theme of this podcast, it spiraled into so much more. Colin has a unique and diverse background. He came up as a youth pastor, and eventually found the world of cinematography. So the conversation has an interwoven theme based around faith and religion and how that forms the foundation of our lives and how we interact with people who may not share the same faith, but also the same viewpoint or the same thoughts, feelings, and emotions that build the way we look at the world. It's a conversation that grew over time. 20 minutes in, I remember looking at the time clock and thinking, there's no way. There's no way we're going to end this in 30 minutes. And while that's a bit of an arbitrary end point, initially it was the most digestible number that I could think of. But once we made it past that 30-minute point, it grew into this beautiful conversation where we shared a lot about our own personal experiences. Our experiences that were rooted in faith. I encourage you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's a good one. All right, so I am here with Colin Gregory, and I, Colin and I were talking about, before we started this, I don't think that I've seen Colin in probably two years. Yeah. Which is it's a little been, weird It's been a me. bit. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like a lifetime. Yeah. And uh, Colin and I got introduced through a, a little adventure um, down in the Bahamas. It was so, such a surreal experience. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah. For sure, it was yeah. awesome. So Colin works for a production studio, Graspot, and uh, we were we were asked to be down there. Well, I was not. I was tagging along, really. Emily right. was asked to be down there. I was the fourth wheel. You were you, you were the body, yeah. right? The we background. Needed, we needed, we needed an, another body. So they were shooting for a yacht down there. <laughs> which is a pretty luxurious lifestyle that I don't match. But <laughs> but we we formed a friendship down there, and then, you know, you guys were at our wedding and, and helped uh, film that and do some video work that, and then we went to Iceland, and we've done, like, so much crazy stuff. Did we do Iceland first, though? Iceland was first. I was going to say, because yeah. before we jumped to you, like, <laughs> having us be a part of, like, a wedding yeah, for yeah. you, which we is We just met deal. you down here. Come to our wedding. Well, I was going to say, we kind of lived in a small van yeah. in Iceland for a That's week. True. That's so true. it was like close quarters. Yeah. Like we got to know each a other a little bit. A religious experience. Yes, it, it kind of was, yeah. 
All right, Colin, I appreciate you uh, joining me on this journey, oh, for sure, whatever this man. is now. Yeah. So uh, you have an idea of what this show is. E- each time I feel like I prepare people more than I probably should for this show, but it's, but it is like the one question that is in every single show. Yeah. So, you know, what is a situation or experience that has impacted your life, changed the worldview that you had, you know, really uh, left you, left you uh, growing from specific experience and can be big or small. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, what is that experience for you? So mine isn't like this big uh, thing. It was actually like, I feel like a little bit of a wuss with, <laughs> with my scenario. Okay. So it's okay. my scenario was uh, understanding like uh the value of taking responsibility for yourself. So nice. that's it. Okay. So um, let's see if I can give you a little bit of a backstory. Um, <clears throat> so I think uh, like I had a great, I had a great upbringing, but mm-hmm. uh, I found myself in my twenties at a job that um, I enjoyed, but like I wasn't, I was about, uh, as challenged as I was going to be mm. there. Right. And so, um, as a lot of us find ourselves in jobs where it's like you get bored. Right. And then, so what ended up happening was, um, things were changing where I was at. Leadership was changing and people were doing things different and it was starting to get frustrating. Um, they were, um, they were asking, like they were, they were asking me to be in um, more leadership type roles. Okay, so they were pushing you, like they're like they wanted more for me, yeah. but it was not things that were challenging for me. Okay. It, it was not things that I was like excited about. Mm. It was like more meetings, more um, doing things that um, I, I, that I was doing well. Mm-hmm. at the time, but I was bored. Okay. Right. And so, so they was, wanted you to grow in this, in this company. Right. And you were just, and uh, what was, what was happening was they were saying to me, you're doing great. Like you're doing, um, we, we love what's happening, um, within the role that you are. Um, but I was, and they couldn't understand why I was like, restless. They couldn't understand why I was like frustrated with things. And so I, and where I was at, they were, I mean, they were great people. So we were having like real conversations, not like surface level, Mm. uh, just about, it wasn't conversations about my, uh, how much I was getting paid. You know, it was more like, Hey, this is, I think this is what I want to do with my life. And their things were, but you're doing so good at what you're doing. Like, why, why don't you continue it? You're yeah. good at it. But yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not challenged. Hmm. And they were like, it was almost like, do you, how challenged do you need to be? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are you complaining about? Right. <laughs> you have everything. You have the potential to, to grow in this. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, I kind of got to a, point where I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to take for granted 
you know, some of the, the scenarios that I'm in, but also at the same time, um, I want to challenge myself, right? I want to, mm-hmm. I, I want to be doing things. I kept saying, I'm not scared right now with anything. I know that the majority of the things I'm being asked to do here, I can do it. No problem. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not finding myself in any scenarios where I'm like nervous and you got to understand like my personality. Um, I have a short attention span. <laughs> and so like, uh, at the beginning of, uh, my wife and, and, uh, our marriage, she's very like organized mm-hmm. and, um, she's very like, uh, you, you do things. She's got her like systems and she's got her rhythms and I can't stay. I have a hard time staying within systems and rhythms. Yeah. Like I feel most at home when I don't know what's happening next. Yeah, you so know, you thrive on the chaos. I do, I do, and I, I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I would rather disrupt things to feel more at home than stay within like, um, stay within these rhythms. So it's like I like rhythms because, uh, I mean, it's just something that I, I do like. But then it's like I, I gotta, I gotta like throw a wrench in this thing just yeah. for a little bit yeah. because I'm going crazy. Add a little spice. Yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's always been, you know, like I'm always wanting to like change. Um, like we would set up a, like with, with, with our finances at the beginning of our marriage, we would set up a system and um, be like, okay, this is, this is working. And then I'd change it. <laughs> and my wife would be like, what changes it, it like Why? create new systems or just do something that doesn't apply to the system at all. Create new systems. <laughs> or there's a new app that that's like, Let's come out. I really think what we happens. should use this. And she was like, I bet she got a meltdown. I can't handle this. No, <laughs> she was finally like, I need to take this because <laughs> you're you're, And it's our finances, babe. Yeah. Like this is important. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, um, it's just my personality. So, um, I was, I was having a hard time with where I was at. And so, um, I decided like I need to kind of step out and do my own thing. Um, which was, uh, something that I was like super nervous about. Cause I had, yeah, I had three kids. Um, and we were, we were doing, fine yeah you know with where we were at so it was a risk and you know my wife was she's amazing and she was like yeah I can tell like you got to do this yeah so it was almost like a risk for no reason like you didn't have to nothing was Mm -mm. forcing you no other than change other than you other than yeah now the thing where I really like it wasn't until I uh I partnered up, um, you know, Jeff, obviously. Yep. So Jeff and I partnered up and we started this company, Gray Spot. Yeah. And so once I got... Which you away, weren't doing this before. I was, I was doing... So I was doing where I was at. I was doing um, video production. Okay. So leadership wanted... They were moving me away from the video production side mm. into more of like a... 
um, creative, um, what's the word? Like, there's not really a more of like a management role. role or there's more of a management role. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really have a, a title that would make sense. So yeah. yeah, it was more of a management role and a lot of meetings and less of a chance to like actually create stuff. You know what I mean? So I was like to do the most, right? I was spending time helping to come up with concepts and working together with, with teams and managing those that the workflows and, and, um, project management and stuff like that. And I was spending less and less time actually like creating. So, and the things that like, like what I was doing was in order to be able to create, I was taking on extra projects to Mm. do, like on the weekends and things like that just because I wanted to create. And then the things that I was creating were not, they were like things I could, I could do easily, you know? Yeah. So once I, I like stepped away from that, started gray spot with Jeff, then it was like, there was like new challenges and things like that. And then, um, a part of that process was, um, I had a friend of mine, um, his name's Corbin. Um, he had worked with me at this, uh, at the last job that I was at and he stepped away before I did. So he was in a similar scenario. He's, he stepped out and was doing his own thing. <clears throat> and, um, in our conversations, one of the things that he was, uh, talking a lot about was, um, like the idea of, um, you ever heard of the hero's journey? I feel like I've heard of it, but I don't, you're going to have to explain it to me. Um, so, and it was just a general concept. It was something that okay. him and I could relate to. Like a um, life, life philosophy. Yeah. It's, uh, Joseph Campbell. Okay. Have you heard of Joseph Campbell? I know that name. Okay. So basically he has this, it's, it really has, um, they use this, it's called the hero's journey and they use it a lot in storytelling. Okay, so it's kind of like the backbone um, for oh, storytelling. Okay. okay. So basically, it's this concept of you have your hero in the storyline who's at like a certain place in their life, and then they're called to ad- adventure. Yeah. And so that adventure brings with it all the elements of the unknown and the struggles and all of that stuff. So then this hero's journey is the process of the call to adventure, um, whether or not you're going to answer that call and um, then what happens with it and overcoming all of the things that come mm-hmm. along with, you know, that call to adventure. Mm-hmm. So there's this like, he was learning about this and he was telling me he, the, the way, um, like the, the, image that we kept talking about is there you know, like we're standing at the edge of, of like the dark woods and we don't know what's on what's inside of it um but like we need to we need to step in no matter what you know we're about to to face we just need to have enough courage to step in and like have enough trust in ourselves that we'll manage or um we'll we'll face head on whatever obstacles, you know, we're, we're going to face mm-hmm. in the, the dark unknown woods kind of a thing it was like our mental image. 
So obviously, because I was in the middle of this, when I stepped away from my pre- previous job, I was like just finding perspectives that were similar about this. And so I came across this, um, another guy whose name is Jordan Peterson. Have you heard of Jordan Peterson? Mm-mm. Gosh, dude, I feel like you would eat his <laughs> stuff up. He's so good. It'll blow my mind today. Dude, he's so good. So Jordan Peterson um, is someone, let's see. It'll make more sense as to why it all of this was like a big deal. Because like, honestly, where everything culminated to me, I was... Um, I was snow blowing my driveway. Nice. This was after I had left. Okay. So I'm just starting to like dive into this, like, what is this hero's journey? Kind of like trusting myself. And I come from, um, a, uh, the job that I was at was a church before. So I've got a very, and, and I went to college. Um, I did all my schooling to become a youth pastor. Mm -hmm. So I have a very strong, like, background in um in the church and in like religious studies and everything like that um and part of me stepping away from uh, my previous job was also stepping away from all the college i'd like invested in all the training all the jobs that i had had up until that point all had to do with um like with the church kind of a thing. I had uh, different roles, but mm-hmm. I, at this particular, I had, a, I had a real unique job that I was at because <clears throat> I was doing video. I was producing um, video content, but we would go around and like film uh, different types of like uh, teachers and stories from people all over the place. Mm-hmm. And um, the place that I was at, they started not having like a senior teaching pastor kind of a thing. Their teachings, their their like the um, weekend teaching things. A lot of them were based off of these videos, okay, this content we were creating. So for me to step away was like stepping away from everything that I had like. Uh, that I had done all my training in, right? Yeah. And so was, you've built this life mm-hmm. over years. All my connections, right? All my connections, all the people that I knew were in that world. But there were things about that world um, that I was um, going. I think I see things a little bit different. You know, not that it's a bad thing. Not that I think I just see things a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and so all of that was like kind of coming together, right? So this moment that I had was I'm uh, I'm snowblowing my driveway and I'm listening to Jordan Peterson, okay? okay? Uh, this Corbin guy was like, hey, I just heard this podcast from Joe Rogan with um, this guy, Jordan Peterson. He was like, he talked about the hero's journey in it and it was then he talked about a bunch of other things and it was super interesting. So I'm listening to it. And he said this one thing, and what's interesting about Jordan Peterson is he's not a um, religious theologian scholar kind okay. of thing. No, he is. He's he's uh, highly educated. Um, he is a scholar, 
and he does studies. Uh, one of the he does religious studies. Okay, but it's like um, he has studied like all different religions. He's such an interesting dude. Like I really think you would you would find his content because he talks about um, he just talks about all the different types of religions yeah. and um, like their common threads and things mm-hmm. like that. And the hero's journey is a plays a huge part in all of these stories, right? So he referenced an Old Testament um, scripture that I had been taught growing up and had like a specific um, way to interpret what it meant. And he brought a completely different um, perspective, a completely different way to interpret that scripture. Mm-hmm. So I'm snow blowing, just doing my thing, listening to him. And it hit me like just in the right way. And I started crying. Really? Like I'm, I, I was in my driveway thinking, my neighbors are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm like bawling yeah. because they probably thought was, we all hate snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were like, yep, we were right. Midwest we thought, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> the dude is crazy. <laughs> Do you remember what the scripture was? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So, um, without making you go into too much detail, but no, 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 yeah, no, no. So, it? um, I mean, I don't know the exact, I don't remember. The it's okay. You can paraphrase reference. Yeah. But it is, um, it's basically talking about how, um, like, um, what I'm thinking of, um, like, basically, there were a group of guys who were, like, warriors, and um, they were... Um, the scripture's talking about how they knew when to like, it's talking about humility. Okay. Okay. So, sorry. I'm trying to figure it's out like, okay. how to say this. It's okay. So the scripture is talking about defining humility. Okay. So Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan were talking about that whole concept of humility. And um, usually when you think of humility or meekness, you think of someone, and this is this is what I was taught growing up. To be a Christian, you need to be someone who's like meek and humble. It's something that like Christ talked about a lot. And so, um, but the 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 way you interpret what that means, I was always taught that like you're the first to like put your head down. You're the first to say I'm sorry. You're the first to um, to it's almost like this um, lowering of your head, lowering of your shoulders posture kind of a thing is what like meek and humble means. And so I have always been someone who is a little reckless. I've always been someone who um, loves, um, like I said, throwing the schedule out um, and... Uh, I kind of enjoy uh, the adventure side of like playing off the seat of your pants. You know what I mean? Like that, that feels like home to me. And so this idea of like meekness and uh, a posture of like 
putting having your head down and your shoulders down kind of a posture I always had a hard time with that when it comes to the you know the the Christian religion yeah just because it didn't feel natural to me not that like I'm someone who I don't walk into a room with my shoulders up and like I own the room that's that's not me mm-hmm. but the way that I approach life is not from a standpoint of head down it's like head up there's there like life has a lot to offer yeah and it's an adventure right and so and i and i love that side of things right the anything that involves like risk um whether it's like when we were in iceland you know i'm always someone who's like dude that's a sweet uh waterfall how can we climb yeah, you're an enabler you know what i mean <laughs> yes except for you i am yeah you are sure. you're a bad influence <laughs> emily doesn't want me to spend time with you <laughs> but that's so that i've always had a hard time because yeah. i felt like there's been a portion of my personality that has had to be uh closed off that has that has felt because because i feel um because i like those scenarios and I like I like I played soccer growing up and um I love just knocking the crap out of people out on the field and I love the <coughs> aggressive like it just feels home yeah to me right and so but that side of me um felt wrong within the Christian world growing up because it, it was the way that that humble and meek was um, like, I love an argument. I love button heads with people, not because I want to, um, because I want to be right. It's because I, for some reason, I just like that tension. Yeah. Um, well, there's a lot that comes from clashing with somebody else or something. Right. There's positive things that can come from it. But I think that's the part that I like the most out of the clashing is because I'm not looking to be right in the clashing. Uh, I'm looking to come out um, learning something different. Yeah. Right. But it takes like the clashing in order to be able to do that. So, but I was always told stay away from the clash. Right. Don't be the type of person that like, uh, ruffles feathers too much, like be meek, be humble. And so that part of me I always felt was like, if you're not in a role of like upper leadership, like don't question the leadership too much, mm-hmm. you know? And so that side of me that wants to like wrestle that side of me that wants to like ruffle feathers or that wants, um, I have felt for so long that like those were the, uh, the, the sinful, broken parts of my humanity, it, if that makes sense. No, that, that totally makes sense. I, my, I think my question here is, because it's really interesting, I, I don't necessarily think we need to go out on a complete huge diatribe about it, but is that does that stem from the underlining theme of Christianity with, with questioning God? In general, like you're not necessarily supposed to question a lot of like the word of God. Correct. So how do you come to terms 
with being this person who naturally butts heads. Yeah, and, yeah. And has to push and try and push against and then and then have like the word of God and coming to terms with that and then establishing yourself in comparison to that. And not saying that that's where you're going to go with this, but I just, I, I find that interesting. Yeah. So back to me snowblowing, right? Crying. And crying like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm listening to Jordan Peterson and Joe Rogan talking about humility and what meekness means. And I had always had that in my head. Don't ruffle feathers. Don't, you know, um, be the first to apologize in a scenario. Like, take what would be considered the upper road and like, you know, make, make, uh, whatever scenario you're in, make it a non-hostile, uh, peaceful environment. And I was, and again, I, I felt like I had to quiet a part of me, um, that I really felt alive in. Right. So, Jordan Peterson brings up this scripture from the Old Testament talking about, because he looked at Jordan, Jordan Peterson looked at Joe Rogan and was like, I think that every human, they were specifically talking about boys in this, in this scenario. But he said, I believe that every boy, but even more so every human should be a monster at whatever, whatever they do. And I was like, that's interesting. What does what does that mean? And so Joe Rogan said the same thing. That's monster is quite a strong word, right? So he goes, "What do you mean by that? Be a monster? Because monster sounds violent. Sounds you, there's a lot of negative connotations around that idea." So then Jordan Peterson brings up this Old Testament scripture. So he's like, "This scripture um, where it's talking, the idea is it's referencing." Um, what it means to be meek is um, it was talking about these warriors that were trained and they knew when to sheathe their swords. So Jordan Peterson was saying, like, it's not, um, we're missing the interpretation that starts with they were crazy warriors. The idea, the, the concept is not about the sheathing of the sword. The concept starts with they were crazy warriors, right? And so it's encouraging you to be the best and be a monster at whatever it is that that you're setting your mind to, setting yourself to. Don't be afraid to be the best. Don't be afraid to be like um, crazy intense. But there, you will come across different scenarios where there will be uh, an opportunity for you to um, use those those skills, whatever it is that you've set your mind to and you've grown in, you'll have an opportunity to use those skills for positive or um, not necessarily, you will have an opportunity to use those skills for negative, but you can, but he was referencing, you'll have an opportunity to use those skills for self. So he was like, here's a great example. Jordan Peterson is a phenomenal, uh, um, like he debates all the time. He's really quick with like words and thought. So he was saying, that's what I'm good at. And um, 
I should not be, I should not apologize for what I'm good at, but I should get damn good at, at this skill set that I have. Now he goes, now when I'm arguing with my wife, he's like, I can run circles around her and I can make her feel like an idiot even when she's right in our arguments. So he said the concept is uh, go after whatever it is you want to be, go after it is whatever it is that you want to learn, but know when and where to use it. So, he's, so Jordan Peterson um, does debates with extremely intelligent people, right? And people who um, are on opposite sides of like um, his stances on varying different topics. Um, so he goes in and he debates with people who believe very different from him. And at those, at, in those scenarios, he's like unleashing himself into those scenarios, right? But he's like, when I'm home with my wife, I'm not going to unleash myself, mm. right? It's that's the idea of meekness. That's the idea of humility is not be the nicest in the room. Like he's, he was saying, know when to utilize that skill set. But he's saying as um, someone, he was saying, if you're someone who believes in scripture, then you should believe that scripture's telling you to be a monster at whatever it is you're supposed to, whatever it is you want to you do. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to be the best at it, but also have enough situational awareness as to whom to unleash that on, if that makes sense. It does make sense. There's a, <clears throat> there's a similar thing in Buddhism where there's this sense of the middle way. And I've always struggled with this as well, is, is Buddhism as a religion is very much a philosophy as well, like yeah. a way of life. Yeah. And not to say that other religions are not, but they're a very strict protocol yeah. on the way that you're supposed to live your life. And one of those is not latching on to things, good or bad. Right. And trying to find that middle range, but not like again, not getting overly excited or overly sad or any extreme whatsoever. And I've always struggled with that because I'm a very passionate person as well. And, right. you know, I when I see things and I visualize things, I tell myself, like, I'm going to have that. That's, that's what I want. Right. But at the same time, that middle way, and it's coming back to understanding that there is something deeper. There's that middle zone where you are, you are just, and I hate to sound cliche, but it's, it is, it's become cliche because it's true. Is there is a zone in there where you realize where to exert your energy mm-hmm. and where to just sit and just hold it in. Yeah. You know, use it correctly. Right. And not get so emotionally involved in everything where you're just, you know, you're, you're almost more vulnerable because you're, it's like, here's a good reference. It's like when somebody throws a ball and you're supposed to hit that ball, if you just right. gun it yeah. and you miss, you've burned up so much energy just in the process of trying to hit that baseball. Right. But if you take your time, you take a breath, you realize, hey, 
this is something that I need to take a, sh- a, hot, a shot at. Yeah. And this is something I'm just going to let go. Yeah. You're conserving your energy, but you're using it efficiently. Right. Yeah. So is that, is that kind of what you're saying? A little bit. It, <laughs> so it, <clears throat> it is like maybe take, for example, what you were just saying. Um, like you have things that you look at and you go, I want that. Mm-hmm. Right. But the process of getting after that is not, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, um, now how we get to there of whatever, you know, the thing that you're saying, I want that. Right. Well, there's a lot of things that go into why you want that, mm-hmm. um, how you're going to get that. You know what I mean? And, and that process of uh, going from I want that to I have that, there are people involved and there are, are you know, it's, it's, it's a process, right? And so the thing that uh, this was talking about is there's nothing wrong with looking at something and going, I want that. Yeah. And then going all out to, to get it, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm that process of how you go about doing that. Some people can run over, you know, uh, or utilize and manipulate other people to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, just as an example. Uh, but there are multi there, you know, we know there are many ways to get to that point of like, I want that. So the whole thing is like, yeah, don't be afraid to go after it. Don't, don't, uh, shy back from wanting to go after it, but, have enough situational awareness that you are aware as to um, those around you and how you're going about getting it, right? So mm-hmm. to, to go to step over or to take advantage of someone who um, maybe not, maybe might not be as skilled as you, right? That's where it's like, know when to sheathe your sword, right? But... Yep there might be a situation where, you know, um, I'm, um, like, this is something that I respect about Jeff and myself is <clears throat> there. We've had multiple com like, um, conversations where, uh, sparks fly. Right. And so, um, but at the end of the day, uh, like I'll let sparks fly more, with Jeff than I will with my wife, Mm -hmm. right? Because Jeff and I, um, what we're, um, there's just, there's, uh, more of, uh, I know what Jeff can take and Jeff knows what I can take. And so like, we're both passionate about what that specific topic is. And so we go after it with respect for each other. Um, and sparks fly and things and we come out on the other side um better both of us i wouldn't necessarily bring that type of energy to a conversation with my wife right i would approach uh that conversation with equal amounts of intensity but my posture and how i position myself with my wife because she's a different personality, yeah. right? And it's all, it's all about the personality, I think. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she would, um, like if I kind of like shoulders back, charge into the conversation with her, she's the type of person that will probably like um, take a step back from that conversation just because um, it's a little bit more of her personality, right? Is yeah. to, um, she's not, she's, she's not the like loud boisterous, I'm going to come at you. Although at times she's, she's definitely shown that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I mean, there's a, there's a sense of like, again, having healthy conflict and yeah. healthy interaction. Right. And men tend to handle each other a little differently than men and women and women and women handle each other. Right. And, you know, I, I very much have the same problem. I am not so eloquent in the way that I handle my situations with Emily. Cause I think I do bring a lot of how I would deal in my business world yes. where I'm very dominant yep. and very controlling. Yep. And I bring that, unfortunately I bring that to our relationship too. Right. Where, you know, she's told me many times, like you, you just try, you just try to win to win. Yeah. And I don't see it that way, but I think I, I definitely have propensity to push. Yeah. And that's not always healthy. Right. Well, and that's the concept. So what, what happened to me is it, it was like a ripple effect with mm -hmm. that, that whole concept of like what meekness means. Yeah. Cause I still, it's not that I don't want to be meek. I do want that characteristic in my life, you know, cause I think it's a good, um, I think it's a good quality to be able to um, have confidence in yourself to go after the things that you want to go after while at the same time, having situational awareness um, so that it's not all about me, but it's about what is happening in this space. Yeah. Right. And being able to like unleash that at the right times with the right people, but also know like having the confidence to go, I don't need to use this intensity in this scenario. Yep. And that doesn't make me any less wanting to go after, you know, wh whatever it is it makes me um, probably more approachable in this scenario. Um, and so it's, it's having the, um, the self-control to be able to um, know when to use it and when not to use it. It's and that so, middle way, man. Dude. Well, yeah, I think we were talking about very similar. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah, it just comes down to execution in the, in the end, I'll be all goal. But I think the, it's very much like you were talking about how it's not trying to eviscerate other people on the process of pursuing your path. Right. You're still understanding what your goal, your ultimate goal is and, and getting to that point. But at the same time, being able to, to have the wherewithal and the understanding that maybe it's okay to take a breath every yeah. once in a while yeah. and just evaluate the situation yeah. and say like, I'm still going to get there. I'm still going to get the things that I want, but maybe I just need to take a beat. <laughs> yeah. But there was that portion of me that the aggression, the, <clears throat> the, the side of me that loves the unpredictable, the, yeah. you know, the, the side that um, likes to ruffle feathers, the yep. side like that side of me, I was able, like I started crying because I was like, I can embrace that side of me. 
Yeah. Right. That can be a, a part of my, um, that can be a part of my personality. It's for so long. It was a part that like I had to like disown or it was like the, the broken negative part of my personality. And so it's almost two sides of the same coin. Yeah. You on one side were unable to express and push and grow the way that you wanted to grow. Right. Because of your own self restraints and, and the restraints of, of outside forces. But I would say the other thing is, is my, even the way that I looked at God. Yeah. There was a portion of me that resented the fact that he wanted me. I felt like God wanted me to disown a part of me that had always been there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if it had always been there, why, why did you, if you did make us all, why did you, why is that a part of me? Yeah. If I can't, and how do you deal with that? Right. Because it's, it's always been, it hasn't gone away. So there was a part of me that like resented God for that. And at that, at that time I realized that like, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a part that I was just interpreting wrong. You mm-hmm. want me to embrace that. And it was like this, like kind of weight off my shoulders kind of a thing where it's like, yeah, like the things that I feel most at home being, I can, I can be that. Right. And, and I can, so what it did was it changed like the way I raised my kids, the values I like, um, instill into them, the way that I interact with, with, with people, goals in my life, all those things like started changing. And so like, even to the fact my sister is like huge, I don't understand all of it, but the, have you ever heard of the Enneagram? <clears throat> no. So it's like, um, it's like a personality test. Okay. Okay. So let's say, um, just an example. Let's say this, uh, up until that point, the, if you were to like take a personality test that at the end of the test, it would give you what animal you were, right? I was the golden retriever Nice. up until that point. Right. And so, <clears throat> Um, but after that moment, I felt, um, I felt the ability to really like dive into that, that side of my personality. Right. And so there are a lot of things like, uh, Jordan Peterson has this whole, um, uh, 12 steps to life. And it's all about like taking responsibility for yourself. And I, after that, I really felt like, dude, I gotta, I really need to like own my life. Yeah. Own, um, like up until that point, I had felt kind of like, well, I can't be this way because of blank. I had the opportunity to like say, like, I can't be this because I need to be a, a good Christian man, or I can't do this because of these constraints in my life. And so I was able, I, I think I unconsciously allowed myself to be somewhat of a victim. Okay. Right. And so with this, this thing opened up like, no, 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 it's not bad for you to, to want different things. It's not bad for you to try and make something of yourself. Right. Um, the idea up until that point had always been about everyone else. Right. And it's not bad for you to focus on you. It's what you do with that. Yeah. 
And so it totally changed the way that I looked at things. And a lot of it fell down on, Colin, take responsibility for yourself. It's not someone else's fault. It is your responsibility. How are you responding in this scenario, right? Because yeah. you you own that now. That's all like on your shoulders. And so I had unconscious, not realizing what I was doing, stepped away from my job and engaged in this kind of like hero's journey concept, but like, which is basically stepping into the unknown. And now like, I feel like I've got um, some like, tangible like I, I not that I not that I know what I'm doing but at least I know like um like now I'm choosing to step into adventure yeah. whatever that is you know yeah. and I'm and I'm I'm choosing to and that's okay for me to do that that's that's like a part of who I am um and so I look at that in every aspect of my life so like I said the way I raise my kids, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so my sister was huge on the Enneagram and I had taken like tests before this point in my life. And it had always landed on, you know, something that represents meek and humble, what I thought it was before. Yeah. In the Enneagram, you have numbers. Like, you know, my sister's like, you're a seven, you're a nine to like all these different people. I don't know what it means. But I was a certain number after I'd, I, uh, I had really, like, changed the way that I was doing things, the way I looked at life, the way I looked at God, the way I looked at, like, everything. And um, really was, like, um, evolving into a different type of person yeah. in a good way. Like, I felt like I'd never felt more like myself than after that point. You know, I felt not to be like weird, but I felt closer to God. I felt closer to myself. Yeah. I felt more like me. And even my wife was like, you seem just like uh, you were getting more of you than we have in the past. And so uh, my sister had a little while later was like, I want to take this test with you again and I was a completely different number and she's like it's not possible like people are who they are from the beginning mm -hmm. and she was like it's really weird that you're a different number and I took it like four different times um and it ended up on um those same like sets of numbers and she was like this is really this is really weird and I was like at the end of the day it's come down to like I'm realizing it's okay, it's okay for me to take responsibility for myself, even because I think I was nervous to do that because it ruffled feathers before. Yeah. Right. So for me to look at my bosses at the job that I had and they're going, you're doing good. People enjoy like you're bringing value to this company. And for me to look at them and go, I'm going to disregard all of that and be selfish and go after what I want to go after felt very like wrong. Yeah. Right. It felt anti what I had been taught in the, in church mm -hmm. growing up. But now I was like, no, it's not wrong. And I'm doing what I should be doing. Yeah. Right. And 
what has happened since I've taken that step, the people that I've met, the relationships that I've, um, that I've been able to like grow since then. I mean, one, actually one of the big, um, kind of just cool moments for me was, uh, when we went to Iceland and I knew, I don't think we had talked much faith at that point. No, I don't think so. But I knew you were a Buddhist. Yeah. Um, and it was that day that we had gone up to uh, the top of that mountain and the clouds yeah. were all there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, everyone else is, like, taking pictures, and I got my video stuff for it. Um, but then I was like, I need to take this in. Yeah. And so I put my camera down, and I walked away, and then I saw you. And I don't think I've ever said this to you, but um, what was interesting was um, I saw you, and I was like, I promise you he's experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing. And I don't, I don't act like I have any, I don't act like I have it together when it comes to like faith or God. Yeah. Like it, when we die, it could be black and I'm, I'm fine with going, Hey, that, that could be the case yeah. or whatever. I don't know what's on the other side. I don't think any of us really know mm-hmm. what's, what's on the other side, but um, whatever we were experiencing at that point was bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And, and was like, it felt like the same thing, right? We both felt this feeling of appreciation, this feeling of like, this is way bigger than us. Yeah, right? totally. I mean, I've, I told Emily, I mean, I think I tried to tell her that then. And I remember that moment. I mean, that, that was, I hate to chalk it up to one of the more defining moments in my life, but I, I definitely think that it was. Yeah. I mean, it was such a surreal experience and I, yeah, Buddhism doesn't have any sense of God. I mean, there's really no concept of, or at least the, the set that I practice, mm. there's no before or after there's just now. Yeah. But there's no before or after there's just now in the sense that there could be something Right. Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And nobody does. Yeah. And you know, that's, there could be something after this, there could not be, but all I know is that experience was something that I wanted to cherish and truly just be in Yep. because I knew that it was important. Yep. I felt the same. No thing. matter how you feel. <laughs> yeah. And what was cool is from coming from my past, which again, there are things that I love about the Christian faith and the yep. church. And there are things that I don't, right? And I'm trying to be able to to say these are the things that I value and these are the things that I don't. Because I have a lot yeah. of friends who have decided to come out of that world and uh, all they can look back at is like the negative, yeah. right? And I'm like, I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to say these are the things that I appreciate, these are the things that I don't. And that's that, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I would say that I don't appreciate is this concept that uh, in, in the Christian faith, and I can only speak for what I was involved in, right? Yeah. But that like we have the way and anyone else's way um, is wrong and leads to hell. Kind, mm-hmm. of, a, kind of a mindset, right? And yep. I was like, I don't think that we can, I don't think any of us can say that 
because none of us know what's on the other side. Yeah. None of us know. Um, none of humanity knows, right? And so when you had that moment, I had the moment, and I saw you having the moment, I was like, we're having the same moment. It's true. Right? So like... It's different languages, but it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. And I was like, I appreciate that. Yeah. And that that is like, we just, whatever it is, we both walked away feeling uh, a sense of like appreciation and a sense of like awe. Well, even right now, man, I mean, I'm, this is such a surreal moment for me because it's very much on the flip side of what you have experienced or were experiencing. Like you are stepping, actively stepping out of that box, yeah, but still having faith on the other side to, you know, help guide you and give you some type of structure. Yeah. But allowing you to be the person that you want to be. Right. And I very much have always been the person that I wanted to be, but on the flip side of that coin, I am now in the process of stripping away the things to find mm. out who is the core of who I am. You know, at the end of the day, when you strip away all the things, yeah, yeah. You know, what is that person? And using my faith to help me get through that, yeah, and try to figure it out. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's the same path. They're just different directions. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. Cuz at the end of the, I I think at the end of the day we want to be um, I want to be someone that creates a good environment yeah. around me, Yep. right? And that environment doesn't mean being, making sure everybody's okay. Yep. I, I want to have an environment that like tries to help better the people around me. Yeah. And sometimes that requires sparks. Sometimes that requires shutting up and just listening. Yeah. Some, you know what I mean? Yep. And I think if I can learn how to create that environment better around myself, mm-hmm. incur- it, it kind of like lifts everyone around me. Cause I want, I want people to, I want us all to be continuing to like grow ourselves as individuals and, and like together. And so my way of going about that, my personality is um a little bit more um I almost said erotic. It's not erotic. <laughs> it's it's what's the that's word I'm a, looking that's for? A different podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's not like structured. It's not yeah. like yeah. it's erratic. Erratic. That's the word you I was looking it. for. Nailed I was it. like, I'm I'm about to say erotic, but I think that that's the wrong <laughs> but you scenario. Said it anyway. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I get it, man. I mean, I I love that approach. And I think that's, that's really what, that's the perspective that I try to take through things. And and when Emily and I have had conversations about, and not to make this a a discussion about religion, but I think it it is the foundation of a lot of what we all, how we all process things. And when Emily and I have this conversation about Christianity versus Buddhism, we come to a lot of the same conclusions. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of this, a lot of the foundation is the same in the sense that it's about being a good person and trying to help the ones around you be good people Yeah, and live their best lives Yeah, and not, you know, interrupt that. But, but being able to like 
push on people too. Right. When they're making bad decisions. Yeah. But also being there to support them. Right. And, you know, for the longest time, for the longest time in my life, I pushed against Christianity because I was like, you know, there's so many different things that are just so many loaded guns that there, it just really turned me off. Bro. And there's but, reason to, but right? there is, yeah. but being in a relationship with Emily and seeing and, and being friends with you and other individuals and seeing how much it, it has grounded you yeah, and the good that can come from it too. Absolutely. Like the, just yeah. the amazing, overwhelming good that can come from it. I can't write that off. Right. You know, I can't, right. I can't say that it's not important. Yeah. You know, and so very much I've seen how important it is. I've always just been conflicted with parts of it. Right. But there's, there's Which conflicts with everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I would also say that uh, specifically, now I don't know as much, <laughs> I don't know much as much about the, the Buddhist, would you say faith? Yeah. Okay. I, I yeah. don't know much about it because up until this point in my life, it's been like stay away. Yeah. And to me, that's that has been like, man, there's there are there's perspectives that uh I have missed up until this point. Mm-hmm. Um because I have been s- scared of. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right? And so <clears throat> this is more of like um the reason why I go back to what when I look at like the Christian faith and, and I should be very specific when I go back to the teachings of Christ, cause that's really like at the core, that's what makes the most sense to me. Yeah. Um, and I would say based then like, like let's say that that's the core yep. and then uh, you kind of ripple out from there. Yeah. And I, and that's where a lot of my um, disagreements with the church have their interpretation. Yeah, the human structure built around exactly. the teaching yep. of Jesus. That's the stuff where I feel like I, those were the, like the, um, like the flags or the, like, mm, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Or why does it, yeah. it doesn't, you know. Those. I can understand that. So I think that's always been my struggle with it is yeah. if, if you look at Jesus, I mean, and it, the concept in Buddhism is there really is like, there's no one Buddha. Buddhism is just something that's just achieved. Oh, okay. It's anybody can be a Buddha. But the thing that I've always struggled with is, you know, Jesus, if you look at him, I mean, he's, he was a Buddha in our, in, in the sense of my religion. He, I mean, he's just, he was practiced what he preached and he was good. Yeah. And what I've always struggled with it is the same thing is like, what are these other hangups? that isolate people and keep them from coming to the faith because okay. yeah, like, yeah, dude, you're X. So you're not going to be a part of our group. Yep. You're Y. You look so like not, us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So that's what, that's what has always been my struggle. Yeah. And what's been interesting again, I don't want to make this into, a faith, <laughs> yeah. but this, this whole concept of like taking responsibility for yourself, stemmed into changing the way that I see everything. And it was like, because it was almost like this reversal, like you said earlier with me, is like I walked away from my, the the structure 
uh, of like the faith that I was practicing. Yep. I walked away from that, but so that I could find it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Which that's the most beautiful thing possible. Well, Cause you still found it on the other side. You found a more real version yes. of it. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so interesting, um, like this is the stuff that I'm like teaching my kids yeah. stuff that I'm like super excited. Cause like, as I'm questioning is the first time, like, you know, I was taught don't, don't question, don't wrestle. And I was like, no, I can question. I can wrestle. And that's like a really good thing. Yeah. And so I like full board was like, I'm going to wrestle all of this. I'm going to like, and I don't think it's a, it's a bad thing yeah. for me to do that. And I'm actually going to like, I'm actually going to see what happens to me as like a person, you know, how you have, um, you have like this uh, inner sense of like, am I off balance right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to see how much that, like, can I cuss in this? You can say whatever you want. <laughs> but I really was like, <laughs> I want to see how much that fucks with my my inner balance. Yeah. Like really messes things up. Yeah. Right? And so, um, so I did that. And like um, what was so basically like where I came, where everything came back to was uh, the, this makes most sense to me. And that was like the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like, if you break that down, and this is what I'm like teaching my kids. And I think it's, it's brilliant, but it's just the idea of like, okay, the reality is, is we don't know what we're doing as humans. Yeah. Right. So, um, most other, and a lot of this came from Jordan Peterson. Okay. So I really think that you'll, (laughs) that you'll like this dude. There's been one plug in this entire podcast. It's It's Jordan Jordan Peterson. Peterson. Everyone get Jordan Peterson's book. If nobody picked that up. (laughs) So he goes through all these different religions and he shows like themes. Yeah. Right. And one of the things that was interesting is most um, religions are all based off of this um, concept of um, it's almost like an exchange. If I do good, mm. I'm going to get good. If mm-hmm. I do bad, I have to pay for that bad, mm-hmm. right? And so if you look at um, kind of the evolution of mankind's um, interaction with God, any religion that came out of it stayed in this kind of world, right? Of like an exchange kind of a thing. What was interesting about Jesus's teaching was that he kind of like changed that a little bit. And he said, um, like, okay, we're going to get rid of the exchange. You don't need the exchange situation. And the whole concept is like, you know, Christ died for you. So then, yeah. you know, it got rid of that whole exchange scenario. But this mm-hmm. is this is where things really, like, I really came alive yeah. to myself. Because I was like, wait a second. Um, the other thing that, like, Jesus talked about a lot is fruit, right? So he was like, how are you going to know if something's good or bad by the fruit? So, So I was like, well, hold up. Like if you're going to know what good fruit is, 
or what bad fruit is. In the good scenario, you got to do good things. In the bad scenario, you got to do bad things, right? But if I'm living in a world where I'm not allowed to do bad without significant consequences, then how am I going to learn, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, wait a second, based off of, and, and again, I'm not saying that this is, I'm only saying that, oh, this makes sense to me, right? Is that um, uh, with uh, the teachings of Christ, you get this sand bl- this sandbox to be able to make mistakes in. And then the idea is not that you're a bad person for making mistakes. The idea is learn from them. And so the things that, that you are doing in your life that um, are creating good environments, that are creating good things, do more of that. Yeah. Be self-aware enough to be someone that can also see the bad things that you are creating in your life and do less of that. But the fact is, is that you have a sandbox where you can do good and can do bad. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's right? so funny. There is this concept and it, it's, it's my own personal concept, but I almost look at it like survivor's guilt. There's this feeling in Buddhism. And I know that there's a lot of Buddhists who feel this way because I certainly feel this way as well is <clears throat> I'm not good enough right. to be Buddhist, but the combat to that is the sense that you have to experience certain things before you can get to a place. Right. Before you can finally get there and realize all of this made sense. All the bad decisions, all the good decisions mm-hmm. got me to this point. Yeah. And it's again, it's that sandbox. Like you, you're still working within the confines of it, yeah. but you had to experience all that stuff before you could get to the point that you're at right now. Yeah. Before you could grow as a person. Yeah. And part of accepting yourself is accepting all the things that you, <laughs> you did. Yeah. In order to get you there. Sometimes right. there's a lot of bad stuff. Yeah. That's a part of like learning. Yeah. Right? You exactly. have to make mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. So th- all of that stuff has it all like changed. I was I was able to explore all of that stuff once I was at a place where I was like, I got to take responsibility for myself and it's okay for me to do that. So when right. you completed, when I was done, the crying, hero, the hero's journey, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> when I was done crying in my driveway, yeah. we just made it through the tears. <laughs> yeah. What? So looking back on this experience, what to you was your life now in comparison to what it was? then mm. so i th- i would say i i allowed myself to be a victim more mm. then um and now um i'm much more like uh accepting of the scenarios um because i know that i'm i play a part in making those scenarios better or worse right mm-hmm. 
So I feel like I have an active role. I have an active, like, I don't feel like before I felt like I was like on the ship, right? And now I feel like, no, I have an active role in guiding the ship. Yeah. You know, which is to, to me is like, that's an adventure. Yeah. Right. And so my kids are growing uh, apart from my ability to stop them. Right. So it's happening. They're growing. Yeah. They're having like interactions with other people. Mm-hmm. They're learning things. Um, so what am I going to do about it? Yeah. Like I can sit back and go, oh, that's not my fault that, you know, these people taught my kids this or, or I can go, no, I'm going to embrace all of it. And I'm going to be an active part in helping to like help guiding my kids lives and not be scared of well, what if this person says this or what if they experience not um, less um, trying to protect you know, or being scared of perspectives more let's dive in and let's talk about this mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and um, I, I feel like that has been a much healthier and even from my kids perspective um like they're totally open to having conversations about stuff. They know that there's nothing that, you know, they can come to me about um, that is like off limits to have conversations with, you know, which it's, it's a different. So you would say on the other side of this, you are more, more open with yourself, but more open with other people. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, especially your family. Yeah coming to you and being able to share things with you, you feel like you're, you're more open person. Yeah. But even with like, um, I would even say with, with like, um, people who don't look like me, people who don't think like me, Mm -hmm. right. People who don't act like me, I'm much more open to be like, let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. Which I think is, which I think is what our society needs right now, man. (laughs) It's true. Holy cow. It's so true. It's like so it, it has been, it has been kind of crazy this past year, especially because yeah. I feel like, um, everyone's like, uh, fangs, their prickers, whatever you want to call it is it's out, Yeah, you know? And so <clears throat> I'm like, those things, all these things that we're feeling, they're valid, yeah. right? They're, they're super important whatever group or whatever they're they're they feel that way for a reason. Yep. But what's really important for us is to be able to like face to face, let's have conversations that don't villainize someone who thinks differently than you. Right. Mm-hmm. Because man, maybe we can learn something from each other. Maybe I have my perspective and my perspective needs to be changed a yep. bit. You know, well, that's I the just, goal, man. I mean, uh, like yeah. there's always this concept about like, and I think as humans, we naturally do this. We just gravitate to people who are like us and we try oh, yeah. to stick it's in those safe. clubs and they're safe. Yep. yep. But at the same time, people are not going to just disappear. Nope. Oh and my those gosh. thoughts, feelings, and emotions are not going to disappear. Yeah. So unless you actually have conversations with people about tough so- subjects, right? nothing's ever going to change. Right. And what is... But also, uh, like, being able to acknowledge, acknowledge the fact that, like, the way you think, you came to that 
position for a reason. There's yep. value to that. Yep. Right. And the same thing for me. And so uh, I don't want to disregard your stance on life. You know what I mean? Because yep. at that point, I'm disregarding you. Because it isn't for us to think that uh, what's in our head is just information is um, just thinking so small. Yep. It's like wrapped up in who that individual's experiences are and like yeah. who they are, right? So if I disregard your thoughts, I'm probably to you disregarding you as a human. Mm-hmm. And so it's super important for us to be able to acknowledge like, okay, you have those thoughts and feelings for a reason, right? Um, and so I validate that. Yeah. And at that point, we can start having an actual conversation, not one that is like throwing darts at the other side. I've always been really fearful of having too many friends who were a lot like me. Yeah. Because you get stuck in that sense of like groupthink. Yeah. And there's so much growth that happens from people who are nothing like you. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's why I love being with Emily, because if you, if you wrote down us on a piece of paper, we, there would be no bigger opposite than the two of us together. But mm. that is what is truly cool about being with somebody or even being friends with somebody who's not like you. It's yeah, like yeah. learning, like you said, how they got to where they are. Yeah. Because they had their own thoughts, feelings, emotions, and experiences that helped them grow the way that they grew yeah. and there's stuff to learn from that. Yeah. And the reason why is because none of us know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> that's very true. Right. We don't. That's very true. So why don't we figure I this out like together? I feel like that's the whole podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin, what would you, what would you leave us with? You are the longest running uh, podcast show that I've had thus far. So oh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. I'm not going to cut it down either. We're going to play every single second of this. What would you leave us with? One little nugget of truth. Oh, it can be whatever you want. Um, jeez, dude. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I just, um, I would just say the same thing that has like really been the moment that changed for me. Yeah, is, um, like trust yourself. Yep, and um, like. Take responsibility for yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be someone who, and it's so easy to do. Like, I find myself being, giving myself the chance to go, well, it's that person's fault or it's that, or, you know, I'm not here in my life because of blank. And I, I keep having to go, dude, you're being, there's a, there's a, like being a victim of a scenario is real. Mm -hmm. Right. But in, in, I question myself in every, I try to question myself in every scenario to go, are you being a victim? Are you taking responsibility for yourself? There is a very big difference between a true victim and someone who's letting, allowing themselves to think they're a victim. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, the same thing that's totally changed the way I look at things, like do your best to take responsibility for yourself in every scenario it's good. I love it. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thank you, dude. This is fun. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it's been good.
Thanks for listening to The Exemplum, a show dedicated to the people, experiences, and lives in those moments that define us. To check out more about the show, go to theexemplum.com. On there, you can check out more episodes and read a little bit more about the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you later.